This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. It was quite an interesting football weekend. Lots of really good games and some games tonight. Gordon and I will wrap it up next. 1-800-919-3776. That's the number to join our conversation here on 98.7 ESPN's ESPN New York Tonight. Along with Harvey and Joe, we ride until midnight. By the way, you can hit us up on social media, X, formerly Twitter. At Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Hey, Gordon. Larry, what's going on, my friend? So let me say this right now at top of the show. Let's get it out of the way. I've always respected you as a broadcaster. Mm -hmm. I've always uh, enjoyed your work. Okay. I feel like there's a butt coming here somewhere. Your ability to bring people together as you do so well. You know me, Larry. Uh, Absolutely. But, But I was overwhelmed at your energy... Saturday morning after hitting midnight with me. <laughs> it's I give it to the people, Larry. That's what it's about. Yes, it's you about do. the it's about the listeners. It's about the callers. It's about the fans. It's not about me. I I, I just give and I give and I give. That's what I'm about. And I'm I, sure your wife had a number of things for you to do after you got off the air Saturday, hearing a how couple, pumped up and revved you were. A couple. Uh, yes. Well, look, that's that show Saturday. I said it on the air. That show I would have done for free. I was like Greg Buttle, you know, like what he said about uh, <laughs> I'll play the games for free. I, they pay me practice, to practice. They pay you to practice, yeah. That's his line. <laughs> I would have done that. that. After that Dolphin game and that Jet performance, I would have done that show for free. Now, look, it's a, it's a very complicated thing to do the show for free. you got to get payroll involved. We don't want to bother those people. But in, no, in, in, in theory, I would have done it. Yes. Free. Yes. Well, you sound like you really had a good time. Oh, it was. Since so, so Joe and Harvey, they were there. They could tell you. Yeah. Well. Well, Joe. Joe wasn't real happy, but you know he understood. Well, I'll. I'll say this. The sh- I always judge a show. How quick did it feel like it went by? Right. Uh-huh. Does it feel like it? It was dragged on, or does it feel like it was over in ten minutes? That show mm-hmm. on Saturday, Larry. That one felt like it flew by. Yeah, not to judge. Certainly much more than the, the, than the Giant game or the <laughs> Bears-Vikings disaster. Hey, listen, another, another high-scoring affair. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like they've taken it as a challenge to show us that the Giants and the Jets aren't the worst offensive teams going here. Uh, did I see a stat somewhere that the NFL scoring is down this year? It is down this year. It is down across the board. Now, there have been some some big performances, right? Like Dolphins last night. scoring 70, right? That game was fantastic. I mean, you watch that Eagles-Bills oh, game. Oh, what a game. After watching the Jets and after watching the Giants and Patriots, and it's like watching footage of Babe Ruth where it seems like he's running in weird motion. <laughs> it's like a different time. It's like a different era. Oh, it was rough. But that was a sensational game. Jets and Giants, not so much. Not so much. And now the Giants have a situation. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, but time to run down our top stories for this Monday, September 20, uh, November 27th. I'm trying to get some extra time for the Christmas. Whatever it is. Gorgeous. Whoever it is, it back. right? Pushing the Jets and Giants will take it out of you. You feel like it's got to be deeper into the year than this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to push it back. We can't have five, six more weeks of this. Yeah, I'm trying to push it back, Gordon. It's getting close. Got to get these gifts ready. Mm-hmm. New York Rangers with the best record in the NHL lost to Buffalo 5-1 in the game you heard right here on 98.7 ESPN and, of course, the ESPN New York app. You know, Gordon, I thought when they were down 2-0, Rangers scored on the power play in the third with less than five minutes remaining. That would get them rolling, you know what I'm saying? That would get mm-hmm. them going, but Buffalo scored three unanswered to put this one away. So we know they're not going to win all the time. And it's funny, listening to um, 
Maloney, mm-hmm. he was Maloney and Albert. They do a great job. He was it. His comments on the game reminded me of what I heard about the Nick game the the night before mm-hmm. when they lost on Devin Booker's three pointer. Was the fact that they were just they were sluggish early. The Knicks were sluggish early in that game last night. Rangers sluggish early tonight, and it came back to bite them. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, do we have any update on the Capo uh, Caco injury? I know he left the game with a lower body injury, so uh, I don't know. I saw some reports that it didn't look good. I'm not I'm not uh, aware enough to know what right. looks good or not, but uh, hopefully you. he's not going to be out for too long. Look, Rangers have been cruising so far this year. Every team has that night. It seems yes. like tonight was one of those nights. Tonight was one of those nights, and they'll get over there back on the ice on Wednesday. It's bye week for the New York football giants, Gordon, who have won two in a row. You know what that means. Joe Shane spoke to the media. Of course, the subject of Daniel Jones came up, so he was asked point blank. Is Daniel Jones the starter when he returns next season? With Daniel, you know, he's five days off his surgery. He's in there rehabbing right now. You know, he's going to attack it. You guys all know Daniel and his work ethic. You know, probably a guy we're going to have to pull back. But the expectation is when Daniel's healthy that he will be our starting quarterback. You know, again, we don't have a crystal ball in terms of how the rehab's going to go. You know, different patients respond differently to these surgeries. And, you know, whether it's going to be swelling in the knee or any setbacks. Again, nobody has a crystal ball on this, but that's the expectation moving forward. So, Joe, why do you still have faith in Jones? I mean, I've seen it. I mean, you guys were all saw last season. I mean, the guy won 10 games. He won a road playoff game for the Giants. I mean, you guys saw the whole, the preseason. Again, I just think, you know, we got punched in the nose early on, and, you know, we dug ourselves a hole, and we weren't able to get out of it. You know, we're, we're trying to right now, but still believe in Daniel and uh, the person. All right, with all that in mind, Joe Shane was still asked, will you draft a quarterback in the first round? We'll take the best player available. You know, if the best player available, you know, for our team is at a certain position, we'll, we'll take it. I mean, we won't shy away from it. And, again, that's that's a ways away, you know, the draft in April. So, you know, we're still working through all that in the offseason progress. So we, we have to come up with a plan, like I said, just for the offseason right now. Tommy's the only one that's under, under contract. So, you know, we'll, we'll look at all different avenues there. Listen, Gordon, the way they're playing now, and you figure Tyrod Taylor is going to come back at some time, maybe even as soon as when they come off the bye week, uh, the Giants may be playing themselves out of a quarterback spot. Yeah, maybe. Uh, right now, according to NFL Tankathon, they are at sixth. Um, four and eight on the season, they are in sixth position. There seems to be a lot of quarterbacks in this year's draft. I don't know that the Giants have another win in them. Uh, I know that they've won back-to-back games. Patriots are dreadful. Washington, uh, they, they seemingly forget how to play football when they play the Giants, and they're not very good to begin with. Uh, Arizona is the second-worst team in the NFL this year. So I don't know if the Giants have another win in them. So, But uh, for, for Giant fans, hopefully not. <laughs> the last thing you need to be is dropping down anymore in a season that was lost a long time ago. The only thing you can get out of this now is a higher draft pick and hope that Joe Shane knows the way uh, to, to, to utilize that in the best uh, way possible. But uh, the good news is, you got your four wins. I don't know if you're going to get another one. I want to lose games. I'm so mad my Giants won the game because I want to lose games, and I want to get a quarterback. I want to tank. I want to tank. Well, well, it's not tanking. It's just that they stink. They're not a very <laughs> good team. They haven't been a very good team for the last decade. So, it, look, if you don't, if you want to win games so you feel better during those three hours because I got to have a, I don't want to, I don't want my team to lose. I, I want my games. team to win. I'm so mad my okay, giant well, won good. the game because Enjoy I want to. Enjoy picking 12th in the draft and see how that goes.
More Giants news. Fox Insider yesterday, Jay Glazer reported about a rift between Brian Dable and D.C. Don Wink Martindale, which was confirmed by our Jordan Runon. Here was Coach Dable on the reports. Biggest argument Wink and I have had is who has the last piece of pizza. So got a lot of respect for Wink. Done a good job. I'll leave it at that. Are you saying there was no truth in that? I'd say I, I got a lot of respect for Wink. He's a heck of a coach. I'm glad he's on the staff. Jordan Runon joined Bart and Han this afternoon and gave his point of view on this issue. These are two guys that obviously have very different philosophies, and these problems existed. The only thing we did not know, what Jay Glazer reported, was that it's to the point where they're probably not going to be able to work together, and he even suggested, in his opinion, that it could happen this year. That's how bad it has gotten. So I didn't know it reached that point, but if you look at all the evidence and you look at all the things around them, the fact that the defense has basically been having to carry the offense this year, the Giants had the 32nd ranked offense. Yards, points. You name it. And you look at the game yesterday when you were watching. I don't know if you guys noticed. They showed the Giants have the second most three and outs for this season, right, in the entire NFL. Yet they're ranked like 27th or 28th in total defense. That's the strain that is on the defense, and that's a big part of the tension that exists between the two of them. Where have I heard – where have I seen that before? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, do people expect them to be having a great grand old time when the team stinks and and is four and eight on the season and – when the season still mattered, they were getting destroyed week in and week out. Like, what were they supposed to uh, supposed to be going hanging out after the games? Or, oh, I, I would think that there's going to be some tension. I would think so. That's what losing does. That's what it does. Robert Sala joined the Michael K. Show for his weekly segment, and he was asked after Tim Boyle's performance on Friday, any thoughts on going back to Zach? Tim had a really good training camp too, and we got to give him a chance to go go play and give him a chance to see if he can build on anything. I do think he had a uh, he did some good things in the game. Obviously, not all of them great, and he's got to improve on things. But again, like we need more from the O line, we need more from the backs, we need more from each other, we need more from our coaches. And so, give him another opportunity to go out there and spin it, and uh, and we'll make the new, the evaluation from there. Now, Rex Ryan was on DNR this morning, Gordon, and he says emphatically. Zach Wilson is better than Tim Boyle. As a matter of fact, he's much better. There's no probably about it. He ain't close. Fine. The one kid's a talent, and, and we just discarded him. I well, think but Zach ridiculous. Wilson's not good, Rex. Even if he's better than, nope. than Tim Boyle, he's not a good quarterback. So my question is... Nobody has NFL tools. He's got an NFL tool set. That's why he has a chance to get better. But by putting him on the pines, he's got no chance. And and again, this will be it. He'll go on and play somewhere else, But and, and I get it. But to me, I envision this football team of this kid getting better each week a little bit. We took it away. Like, now he's not even out there. You got some guy that is lucky as hell to be in the National Football League. No offense, but that that's the case. <laughs> well, I mean, what are we talking about? They all stink. They all stink. And that oh tool set God. got him benched multiple times. It's like he, oh, yeah, he's got this great tool set, but he's using the wrench as a hammer. I mean, what, what are we talking about? The difference between Tim Boyle and Zach Will? They both suck. They're both terrible. He's getting better. Where? And look, you know what? All due respect to Robert Sala. Uh, he knows more football than uh, it, he, he has forgotten more football on a random Tuesday than I will ever know in my Both life. Both of us. You, you can't. You can't listen to the guy. I, I mean, he's just talking nonsense. I thought he did some good things in the game. What? What did he do well in the game? They had 50 yards of offense going into the fourth quarter and two first downs. What? What exactly was so good about what Tim Boyle did in that game? Not much. No, not much at all.
The NFL Worth Panthers fired coach Frank Reich after just 11 games. Owner David Tepper hired Reich to fix one of the league's worst offenses over the past few seasons and develop quarterback Bryce Young, number one overall draft pick. Instead, Young has struggled. Panthers are 1-10, winless in six road games, assured of a six-straight losing season since Tepper brought the franchise in 2018. Oh, by the way, special teams coordinator Chris Tabor was named the interim coach. Deuce Staley, running back coach, and Josh McCown, quarterback whisperer, also shown the door. Your brothers cannot be very happy with this. Uh, I had a, I was, one of them texted me today uh-huh. and asked me if I was interested in coaching because now there's an opening. Right. And I well, look, you'll get paid for said, four years and you probably only will work for one. There's not enough money. Oh, there's definitely enough money. Not I'll be on money. the next flight, Larry. Not enough money. To meet with him after every game? You know, the rumors are that you have to meet with him after every game. Yeah, that's all no, right. I'm, I'm I, trust me. The things that I've had to swallow in my life, I'll, I'll swallow that down. It'll be all right. For all that much money? Ooh, what boy. is he? Seven? This is seven coaches since he's been <laughs> I think I think they've, had, they've averaged one a year. I think it's six. It might be seven. Well, yeah, well, yeah it will be seven because they're going to have a new one. Yeah. Right. They have a new interim coach, and who knows? Maybe uh, he won't make the season, so then they, they, can, they can see if they – but he's still paying uh, the, the previous guy, the, yes, the college he guy. Yeah. He, he's still paying him. Yep. He's paying Reich. Yep. He's, I think he might still be paying um, somebody else as well. Who was the guy? He, he, uh, he only got the – Steve Wilkes? I think he might yeah, still Wilkes. be paying Steve Wilkes. Yeah, could be. Could be. It's amazing that the, he's a guy, David Tepper, who clearly is very smart. He's made billions of dollars. He owns an mm. NFL team. Mm-hmm. It's like he, it, it, you could put, Matt Rule is the guy I was thinking. You could take somebody off the street, take mm-hmm. somebody from another country who's never witnessed NFL football before in their life, plop them into that job, and they would do a better, they couldn't do any worse. Couldn't do any worse. Couldn't do any worse. You hear Schefter today on McAfee? He says he predicts seven to 10 coaches being fired this season after the season's done. Or, wow. Or, well, maybe not after. But yeah, this this season. this is one of them, right? Uh, yeah. New well, England. there's one already gone. Yeah, New England, Chicago, Washington, mm-hmm. uh, possibly the Jets, certainly the Chargers, mm-hmm. right? Raiders yeah. already changed one. It may change again. Might change again. Um, Buffalo, uh, if they don't make the playoffs, very good chance that he's gone. There's always a surprise one or two somewhere along the line. Yep. Seven yeah, it's going to be a bunch ten. of them. It's going to be. And you thought Black Friday was last Friday. Right. Yeah. No. There's going to be a Black bu- Monday. There's going to be a bunch of moves. Yeah, there's going to be a it bunch is. of moves. Maybe that's one of the reasons why the Jets will keep Robert Sala. Who knows? Maybe. Well, you know, we'll see. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer. Talking football. Giants. Jets. And we're screaming like crazy. Because <laughs> the, game, <laughs> the games are in our head, Gordon. They are in our head. It's crazy. You know what? I have a lot of respect for Rex Ryan. Covered him during mm-hmm. his tenure here with the Jets. Uh, spoke to a number of folks about him when he was in Baltimore. Yeah. With the, you know, conversation about, you know, when he was in that rumor mill about possibly being one of the new Jet head coaches back when he first got here. Uh, 
And his football knowledge, his defensive knowledge, Gordon, is second to none. He is he is outstanding, outstanding in schemes. And, you know, he one time we had the ability to – he just took us in and showed us the report of some of the things that he was able to do in the different different schemes and placements and all this. It was, it was like – Gordon, it was like I was back in high school screaming about physics again. <laughs> That's how bad it was. It was it was entertaining, but it was very, very complex. But Gordon, he really wants the Jet job back. He wanted the Jet job back when he went to Buffalo, which is why he went to Buffalo, to, to make the Jets know that, see, I could, I could be doing this for you. He wants to be the Jet head coach again. And I think, just in my humble opinion, some of his commentary when it comes to the Jets is swayed by the fact that he wants to be the Jet head coach again. I would completely agree with you. Yep. And I don't, and here's the issue. It's not an issue. I get it. I get it. But here's what he needs to understand. If he has another head coaching job, whether it's here or anywhere else, Mm -hmm. ground and pound is not going to work. You got to come up with something else. And the one thing where he and Salah are really similar is they they believe their defense is better than what their defense is. Now, both defenses were really good, okay? The, 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 the back-to-back AFC championship game team defenses were very good. This defense is very good. It's not great. It's very good. And they have so much confidence in their defenses – that excuse how they look at offenses. And it's not it's not going to work with the ground and pound again this this year. It doesn't work in the NFL like that anymore, Gordon. It just doesn't. Well, I mean, I do think that Rex kind of came along at the right time with the Jets as well because they were kind of on the upswing in terms of talent. He, he took mm-hmm. over a very talented team. And then as that talent, uh, the the the, the – pool of talent started to dwindle a little bit you, we, we saw how it went and uh, in terms of the offensive talent we saw how it went and I'll, I'll say this if he were to take over this group while the defense might still be really good maybe it might even be better than it is right now mm-hmm. I don't think he's a guy that's going to fix the offense he's nope. not going to he's not going to fix Zach Wilson because I, I don't think that Zach Wilson is able to be fixed so um, if he's someone who's lobbying for a job based on the fact that he knows the owner wants to go with, with Zach Wilson, whoever takes that, you can get the job, but you ain't going to hold it for very long if that's your quarterback. No, you're not. You're not. Unless you got, unless you got a lot, unless you're bringing along a, a host of, of offensive linemen and really, really great tall wide receivers who he can just toss to and, and toss for two yards and let him run. <laughs> That's the yeah. only way he's going to be successful. Because he because he just – or you find somebody, Gordon, that can help him – Joe's just – his eyes are just rolling through the ceiling. Or you find somebody that can help him learn how to see the field because that's the issue. See, the issue is he still can't see the field. He doesn't process seeing the field right. quick enough. Right, and what are we doing? Uh, he, he he cannot get another chance to do that. No, I mean, look, if they want to throw him out there the rest of this year, who cares? This season's lost. 
Um, you want to go out there and prove a point that he's not any good? I think the pro- <laughs> I think the point has already been proven. We got the message. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. But uh, if it's imperative on them winning any games, um, uh, that, that would not be the – if my job were dependent upon the Jets not ending the season on a 10-game losing skid, uh, I would not be turning to Zach Wilson. Which puts Salah in a tough spot, Gordon, because the quarterback play that he's gotten here, and I don't know what Simeon's going to be able to do, and if Boyle has another game this week like he had last week, I'm sure Oof. we'll see Simeon uh, the following week. I mean, how how does Salah keep his job, Gordon? With this offense, how does he keep his job as the losses continue to mount? For a guy who hasn't had, no matter whose fault it is, I'm just looking at the numbers, for a guy who hasn't had a 500 season since he's been here and is going to have consecutive seasons where the team has ended in losing streaks, how does the man keep his job? Well, I would think that it is the the, the – the, the two or three best things that he has going for them is, A, if Aaron Rodgers wants him to keep his job. If Aaron Rodgers wants Robert Sala to keep his job, I think Robert Sala will be back as the head coach next year. Uh, now, I don't know that that's the case. Maybe it's not. Maybe Rodgers' mind could be changed based on how this year goes. But if Rodgers wants him to stay here, I think he'll stay here. And the only thing I can think other than that is that ownership and and the front office feel like when Rodgers went down the season was lost because again why why are the Jets losing it's because their offense stinks they can't score a touchdown they can't score any points and it's pretty clear that Robert Sala is not the guy to that 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 falls on that falls on the offensive coordinator and that falls on the GM far more I think that they are far more responsible for where they find now that's an indictment of Robert Sala as a head coach because what you're basically saying is he's just a defensive coordinator Mm -hmm. but I would think that those are the only two ways that he keeps his job is that hey the season was lost when Rodgers went down we had no other way to, to to operate the offense without him everything was built for him and he wasn't here or that Rodgers says, you know what, I want another – I like Robert. I want him to stay. I want him to be the head coach. I want it, – it, it seems crazy that they could go through a season like this with the offense being as bad as this is and missing the playoffs again. And, again, I said before, the Giants might not have another – do the Jets have another win in them? I don't know. Not, they can't score, no. They can't score. Who do you think ends up – they both have four wins. If you had to pick one, who do you think has a better chance to win another game, Jets or Giants? Giants. Because I think Tyrod Taylor, look, DeVito's getting them in the end zone. Yeah, I guess you'd and, have to say that, right? And and Tyrod Taylor would get them in the end zone. They're now, better the than Jets, the two-step backups. I think the Jets' schedule is easier. They have, yeah. the, they have the Commanders and the Patriots still on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Those, those, should, well, those should be winnable games. The Jets? Yeah, you said the Jets well, have the, 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 the well, as I said, should be winnable come games. On. Giants Ast- schedule. Asterisk with New England. Packers Asterisk in two with weeks. New England. Yeah, no, you're right. Packers in two weeks. At the Saints. Two games against the Eagles. Those are losses. Yeah. And the Rams. Mm, that's not good. Not good. That's not good. Belichick, if that kick would have been against the Jets yesterday, that guy oh, makes that field Would have been right down the middle. Right down he, the middle. He wouldn't have won for it. He would have won for the win, and they would have got it. He, what, he, yeah, That's exactly. another thing. What, what are they doing kicking a field goal to tie when you're two and nine? What are you, two and nine? What are yes. we doing? What the hell is going on here? Uh, he wouldn't have done that against the Jets. No, he wouldn't have needed to. They would have found a way. They would have, they, they would have fumbled it. Uh, the, somebody on the Patriots would have picked it up and ran with it. And 
the exact same in, under the exact same scenario at the end of the game. If the game mm-hmm. is played just that same way, Gordon, yep. at the end, he's he's go for it, Bailey. Zap it in there. Zapping yep. it down the field. That's what he would have been. No I, and I'll say this. We we spent a lot the last couple of weeks talking about Josh Dobbs. I know I have. You know, the mm-hmm. Jets should have gone and went. Yeah, and Josh tonight. Dobbs has been so bad tonight. He's made uh, Zach Wilson look like Terry Bradshaw. He has been a dreadful tonight. He has. He really has. It's not been all his fault. but No, but he's not been good. Yeah. It, you it's know the my reason line. why week after week they can't. It's, it's not sustainable. You know my line, Gordon. In the things he can't control, he's not controlled them very well. <laughs> no. He is not. He no. is not. No, he is not. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. No, Aaron's great. He, when it comes to the players on the team, how you get here is one thing. How you how you stay here is another. And, you know, so with regards to all that, it's and it's not like a it's not a pissing contest. Don't get me wrong. It's I, it's more of an understanding. You know, if, if you perform, you play. If you don't, you don't. And uh, it doesn't matter where you were drafted. It doesn't matter how much money you've gotten. It doesn't matter how little money you've gotten. It's it's trying to put together the best roster we can to help us win football games. And, you know, Randall is phenomenal. Lazard, they are. They're, have they been playing to their standard? No. Do I think any less of them as men and players? I don't. It's not that I don't think any less of them. It's we've got to get better. We've got to get better around them. We've got to be better as coaches. And so when all decisions at the end, like I said, how you get here is one thing and how you stay here is mm-hmm. another. And that comes down to overall performance. Robert Sadler responding to the question on the Michael K show. <laughs> Does Aaron Rodgers dictate... Um, you know, what happens with the players? Because you had to, and in context, the question was, Gordon, to give folks some background, you made Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch mm-hmm. because he hasn't played. Uh, other players have been on, been on, have been sat down as well. Others have been injured. Nobody's, I mean, Hackett hasn't done well. I mean, nobody, nobody that Rogers has nobody done good. well. No. So that was Randall Cobb has three catches on the air. Yes. I would guess that that's not playing up to his standard. I mean, uh, you just can't. I, what ends up happening is you just can't take anything anybody says seriously anymore. Uh-huh. It, it just does not pass the sniff test. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he's not going to say, oh, absolutely. Aaron no, Rogers, I know that. But, like, <laughs> I would rather he just takes the fifth. He needs to start Again? taking the fifth more. Yeah, more often. No, that, he got in trouble for taking the fifth. Uh, well, at least that, at least that was honest. You know, he got in trouble for taking the fifth. It was bordering on honest. This is what happened. Oh, no, Aaron doesn't have any say in it. Right. We wanted to give Alan Lazard that contract. We wanted Nathaniel Hackett to be the offensive coordinator. We wanted Billy Turner and Randall Cobb and, and all these guys who have stunk. They've all stunk. This is what happens when you are, as uh, many folks will remember that old TV series, The Fall Guy. Yeah, no question. <laughs> When you're the fall guy and you meet the media every single day, you're the fall guy. And you got to stick with the script. It's the way it goes. It's as simple as that. I guess. Uh, Going before we get to the the phones, I was just... ESPN bet? Yeah. The over-under for this game, before this game, was 46. Yeah. (laughs) Primetime unders have done very, very well this year. I don't know if any under has been more under than this. This is this is another level. No, it's eighteen and a half. (laughs) I think you're still good. (laughs) Send it in. Send it in. You'll make money. Yeah. You'll make money. What what could possibly go wrong? 
No question about it. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. Tommy, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Hey, Tommy. All right, so I I bit my tongue the whole day listening to the station. Uh, And I'm just – this whole rooting against your team to to lose like at, at this point in the year just drives me nuts. One, you're rooting that has no effect on the game. So let's get that out of the way. And two, the reason that we watch sports is because we want our team to win. I don't care whether it's my New York Giants, whether it's the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, whether it's the Ridgefield Connecticut High School Tigers. If I watch a game, I want to see my team win. I mean, Larry, I mean, you're you're the biggest hoop head I know. Do you think that you think the Knicks are winning a, the title this year? No. So then, absolutely not. Under that under that auspice, wouldn't you say, "Oh, well, they should just lose every game the rest of the year and get the highest lottery"? You I'll know? give you. I'll give you an even better one, Tommy. When they were averaging what Gordon 20, 20 wins a year, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were always in the lottery, uh, I was rooting for them. I was hoping they would win, Tommy. But reality yeah. was, they weren't going to win anyway. So I was good. I was hoping they would win, hoping, rooting for them to win, and occasionally they would surprise me. Like, Gordon, you might get a win over the Spurs or somebody like that on a bad night, like the Jets beating the Eagles. <laughs> right. But I wasn't rooting for them to and, – and I don't expect fans to root for their teams to lose. Well, and the other thing that, that drives me nuts is, is – and I'm not going to call anybody out by name, whether it's callers, whether it's hosts. I mean, how much tape is anybody really watching? Like, I mean, I watch college football. I've probably seen Caleb Williams three or four times in the last two years. I've seen Jaden Daniels like one or two. Like it, it, Nobody knows. You know, we're not even through. And, and, you know, the combine season is just an absolute, you know, tornado of who's going to climb up the board. You know, whether you're listening to Mel, you're listening to, to McShay, it's it, – I, I can't. I can't. I just want to watch my team win on a Sunday. Uh, look, Tommy, I'm on the other side of it. Uh, I would say that's all well and good when there's something still to be played for. There's nothing left to be played for in the Giants season, and really at this point there's nothing to be played for in the Jets season. You're playing, now, the they're Jet- playing for the coach? I mean, you're, you're, these the guys coach are is playing. not going anywhere. Well, the, the Giant coach? Dable's not going anywhere. Shane's not going anywhere. Right, but yeah, I mean, yeah, and you're right. There, we don't know it, about these no players. Doubt. We don't know. Like, there's no plan that is foolproof. But there is more to be to me to be gained by picking three spots earlier. Take a look last year. Jets were picking what was it, fifteenth, and the Patriots moved up and 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 traded their pick away to get the, the allow somebody to take the pick right before the Jets. I would well, rather yeah, have a higher it. pick than a lower pick. Yeah. The Jets did something stupid and took another defensive lineman like they didn't have enough already. Well, all the all the all the first round graded offensive linemen were gone. Yep, they got them, Tommy. So so they went with they went with Plan B on their board. That's what happens. And That's and and to think that like oh well one pick or two picks doesn't make any difference. Go ask the Jets. Go ask the <laughs> would would Trevor Lawrence make a difference right now? When, yeah. when that was an absolutely meaningless game. Meaningless. And they had to, you had to, and, and Jet fans at the time were pretty ticked off when they, when they won it. And I think rightfully so. Yeah, no question. And for me, Tommy, <laughs> Steph Curry could have been a Nick. Right. 
Well, see, that's a little. It's a little different because at least there, there's a lottery, right? Like mm-hmm. in the NFL, that's a huge. They're the only sport that does not have a lottery, and I'm sure that at some point they will have a lottery. But right yeah. now, you could take advantage of 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 the fact that if you're the fourth worst team, you get the fourth pick. You don't have to worry about dropping down to nine or anything like that. And with the NFL, if you hit on one of those picks, you got that guy probably for his entire productive career all all of his best years you're gonna have that guy for i think that there's huge benefits to losing games when it doesn't make any sense to win them uh there's a bunch of people gordon very unhappy as minnesota has just scored a touchdown (laughs) what could go wrong like we said larry what could go wrong (laughs) all those folks that took the under well, if you took the under to start, you were fine. If you yes. if you if you logged on ten now. seconds ago and listened to us, <laughs> gamble not with so your head, not over it. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. The Vikings have got four picks. They've thrown four interceptions and can win this game. <laughs> it yeah. never happens. And and here's the here's the question, right? Like the Bears are having this terrible season. They already have a the the number one pick. It seems like pretty well not locked up because Arizona's only got two wins and Carolina's only got one. But Chicago is sitting at three and eight on the season. Mm-hmm. Right now, they would have the first pick and the fourth pick. Mm. Should Bear fans be rooting for them to go out and win this game against Minnesota for some reason? Because I mean, what does that get them? Yeah. Oh, I, I just feel better watching my team win a game. It's a I want to lose game. games. I'm so mad my Giants won the game because I want to lose games, and I want to get a quarterback. I want to tank. I want to tank. Well, again, what do the Bears get out of winning this game? So that they can drop down behind the Washington Commanders and the Giants and Tampa Bay and the Jets and the Chargers. Conceivably, they could go from winning this game, they go from four to 11 in the first round. I would mm. rather have four. Yeah. If you're bad. Yeah, the they're t- bad. You're right? bad. You might as well take advantage of it because you don't want to be in the spot again. Right. And and when you're bad, there's a lot of bad teams. And yeah. and one little one little win here or there that's not all that meaningful, in the, in the long run, it kind of is. As the Bears have things right now, they're going to definitely get their quarterback at number. They're going to have the pick of the litter at quarterbacks at number one. And then they can take that fourth pick and use it on something big or or trade down and stockpile picks for teams that want. And then every year, they're going to have extra picks as a result of that fourth pick. Would you rather have that or would you rather have the 11th pick in the first round? Plus I'd rather have four. Mo- plus they can move fields if they need to. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and even though he hasn't played well, you see, you know what I'm saying, Gordon, you see things with him. Mm-hmm. Right, you see, you see, maybe a, there's always somebody that thinks they can fix somebody. Mm-hmm. So another team will look at him, tall receiver, tall quarterback, guy can move. He's got got a good arm. He you know he can move move with his feet. You know somebody else will try to take a, take a roll the dice and take a shot. And you know what's funny is that right now as things stand, and who knows, maybe things will change. Washington has the fifth pick. The Giants have the sixth pick. Could you imagine? If Washington at five, now Washington can't find their, their, their you know, what from their, from their elbow. Um, but if they ever did draft somebody at five, a draft a quarterback at five, who was the long-term solution in Washington, mm. the Giants missed out, that would go down with Steph Curry and all the other missed picks mm-hmm. over the years. 
Yeah. And I think that I, I don't know that necessarily people would be saying, well, at least we got that win against the Patriots. At least we got those wins against Washington that year where we won four games all season and got destroyed by any good team. Yeah, I hear you. Back to the phones. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Good evening, Larry, GD. Shout out to the company. Uh, definitely wanted to chime in because I've been hearing all day and it's just been bothering me since this morning because I, I, I had to hear, you know, who I, 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 when I talk to a lot of Jet fans, he's their favorite coach because, you know, in their mind, he's the most successful because of back-to-back AFC championship games. But when he keeps going on this route that he keeps going on, I, I like I, it, it, it. There's just no excuse anymore because I'm just like if the angle is trying to get an NFL job, head coaching job, he's doing himself a huge disservice because this is just laughable at this point with what he keeps saying, you know, with with Zach Wilson. And I thought he, I thought it was bad when he kept saying that he was the best Jet prospect since Joe Namath, and it was kind of insulting to the guy he drafted and Mark Sanchez and insulting to even Geno Smith, who I did watch in West Virginia. And, you know, I, I, I am one of those guys that, that can honestly say I, I watch at least a good four or five to six college games of qu- quarterbacks to try to see if, you know, these guys are there. Because I've been a huge college fan since Larry Fitzgerald had that touchdown streak, if you guys don't remember, from way back when. So I was a huge – so this is, uh, at this point, um, at this point baffled with what Rex Ryan is doing. And at, at the point right now, I'm one of those that, yeah, when I dissect his resume, he wasn't the defensive coordinator of those of that Ravens Super Bowl team. He, he That was Marvin Lewis. And at the end of the day, you know, when you start looking at and dissecting that Jet roster, a lot of that Jet roster was pretty much based off of Herman Edwards and Eric Mangini's players. So I don't I like like this, and when when it was time for him to draft his players to sustain that success, we all saw it pretty much collapse right 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 under underneath him. So we have like my dude, can you stop this and trying to you know go after Bill Belichick? Are you serious? The dude actually has two Super Bowls as a as a defensive coordinator and multiple Super Bowls as a head coach. Something that you will never ever even grasp. So this is just a joke at this point. The, the fact that he continues to clown himself and does this on a weekly basis. Just wanted to sound off and and, and get that get my opinion out there. Thank you so much, guys. I hear what you're saying, Jose. I mean. Him and Belichick, Gordon. This goes back. <laughs> this goes yeah, back. Yeah, it just, uh, it just, he just sounds dumb saying it, though. I mean, yeah, it I just, know. it's, uh, it's so petty. Mm-hmm. He's a very sensitive guy. Uh, apparently, yeah. and look, I'm a Dolphin fan. I'd love for the Jets to hire Rex. Bring Rex back, sure. Go ahead, <laughs> bring him back. Bring him back. He'll fix. He'll fix Zach Wilson. Sure. Okay. All right. No. He won't fix Zach Wilson. Let's go to eat a snack. He won't fix Zach Wilson. <laughs> I don't think he can be fixed. I don't know. I don't know, Gordon. I really don't. Yeah. I don't. It's, it's, he just wants the jet job. It's clear. You right. know, and, and listen, I understand, you know, you, you think you could do a better job. You're sitting on the outside watching. Okay. Well, you know. I, I would have to assume his pipeline to, to things is, is, is Woody, right? Yeah. Just pick up the phone. 